0: Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alita. And I'm Rachel. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Hello, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Hello. We are so excited. We have an expert on mental health on today. Her name is Jenna. Hello. (laughs) Also known as vulnerability is cool on instagram um and so we're just gonna get to know jenna and her little business that she has and you guys submitted some questions for her so
1: we're gonna do a little q a also your name jenna jarvis is so cute i love the double letters i think it's so fun
2: i know like when you get married
1: (laughs) just keep it I know. I was kind of sad when I got made. Well, I mean, I have a normal last name now. It's Hall, but my old last name was Jolly, and I thought that was so cute.
2: Yeah, that's so cute. I need that last name, Jenna Jolly. uh, Wait, that's cute, too. (laughs) That's really cute. Just keep the J. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, so where are you from?
2: So I am originally from Orom, Utah. Okay. What high school did you go to? I went to Timpanogos my sophomore year. Okay, and then how old are you? I am 26.
0: When's your birthday?
2: <laughs> um, January 15th. And I listened to one of your guys' podcasts, and yeah. you said one of you is a Capricorn. I can't remember which one, but. Yes! <laughs> I'm a Me!
1: We're Capricorns! Yes! <laughs> so fun! And both our husbands are Capricorns, too. Yes, they are. Oh, wow. (laughs) You
0: just get along well with Capricorn.
1: Yes. Apparently. You
2: know what? I feel like you don't, like, see a lot of memes about Capricorns or, like, hear a lot about Capricorns, so I never really know, like, what people think of Capricorns, but I'm just, like, proud of it, I guess. I know.
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm here and I'm proud to be a Capricorn. Yeah. yeah. I know.
1: (laughs) Sometimes get forgotten in the memes, but. Well, I feel
0: like being a Leo, everyone's like, oh, so you're a brat, and I'm like,
1: That kind of is the stigma. Like I'm a Leo. Like
0: (laughs) yeah, I guess. But I mean, you should see my daughter. She, (laughs) she's sass. That's she's a Leo. She's 100% a Leo. So I feel like I can't say that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what is your relationship status? Are you married,
2: single, dating, all of the above? Most single I have ever been. Okay. I've like <laughs> always, I've, least I'm sure we'll get into this, but I've always dated. I've never been in a healthy relationship, but I've been to like tons of therapy recently and, and, and I've been in unhealthy relationships from both ends. Like I wasn't healthy and they were healthy, okay. you know? So yeah. it was just like a mix of both, but so now. In a space where like I'm done dating guys that are just like and but I'm also not at the point where I can appreciate a really good guy. So I'm just uh, you know, I'm gonna weird single
1: and thriving. Yes,
2: Yes. Yes. single
1: and thriving.
0: I feel like the more that you work on yourself and like the more prepared that you are to be in a relationship, like that's what you'll draw in is like a nice, mature, ready to be in a relationship person,
2: you know, totally. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So at that point, it's it's not forced. (laughs) We're hoping that for you as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, Do you want to kind of talk about what you do with your account? Vulnerability is cool, and kind of how you got into all of everything about mental health?
2: Yes. Um, Okay. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Um,
1: Loaded question.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, I'll just start from like the very beginning of kind of like my life so when I was really young when I was four years old I was sexually abused by my babysitter's son It's like kind of heavy but <laughs> but um and he told me that he would kill me if I told anyone so it was like just really like um I think I wouldn't have known even like sexually abused or anything happened if he hadn't said that to me but because he old were like I, I was four oh four Oh yeah my gosh. and so since he said that like I think it was like two months or something I didn't tell anyone and then one day I just told my mom and then I remember she like screamed we went to the police station and just like everything but so I think and like back then I feel like we didn't really like therapy wasn't as normal the therapy yeah. for it or anything and since he told me that he told me like it just was ingrained in my brain so for like right my whole life I always gonna kill me like I remember being little like walking someone watching someone walk down the street and I'd be like that's him he's gonna kill me you know when he's like literally like he's married has a family like he's not even thinking about me anymore you know but like it just was so I don't know just like you carry those
1: yeah you carry those feelings with you even as a child you still carry them as an adult
2: totally and I I don't know since I was abused like when I was so young I also in my head, like, I've talked to my therapist about this, but like created this emotion, like, and these thoughts that like, I was only valuable for my body, you know, and it started so young. So then I would date guys that would make me feel that way. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also like, I did relationship um, in my family growing up. So I moved out when I was like, I like lived with friends all growing up and then I officially moved out when I was like 15 and just lived with like tons of different families and then um so I always like I don't know I used to like hear about people and they'd feel like oh I have depression or anxiety and I'd just be like oh you're just like claustrophobic or something like you're just like yeah. Yeah. you're know? like you really don't understand it until you experience it and you kind of recognize what it is you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And right. so, totally. and I lived with all these different families growing up, and it was so cool because I got to different like, side, like the raised and like all these cool things in and, and out of the, the church, church, like just so many things. And but it was always hard because it wasn't like my family, you know. I always kind of felt like totally. kind of the outcast a little bit, you know. But it was like, I'm so grateful I got to stay with those families anyway. So, and-, and um, I went. To college, I went to Utah State. And then I went on a mission, and then I came home. And I remember my ex boyfriend from high school, we did like off high school. Um, he started dating a girl, and I was like devastated. And um, then they, he was getting married, and I was just like, this sucks so bad. And I was just like, I wanna get married, I wanna progress, you know? And um, I remember I just was like, okay, I'm ready to progress. And then the next day, this boy messaged me on Instagram just so fairy tale like you know <laughs> it's like <going> <laughs> and then and I was actually doing summer sales at this time and he messaged me so I like came home started dating him we um got engaged and uh really fast like typical Utah and yes <laughs> and, um yeah <laughs> and then um things just like came crashing it just like it was so fun. It was like a dream in the beginning. And then things just like blew up and it was like really bad. And so we broke up and we had a house in Provo that we were renting and I lived there alone um, until we were getting married. And so we broke up and I just lived in this house alone. And like, I was just not doing good. Like I, my normal body weight is like 125. And I was like, I weighed like a hundred pounds. Like it was so bad. So bad. And I Like, like, what so this was 2018. This was 2018. Okay. And um, like it was so bad, and I I did have panic attacks, but I didn't know it was a panic attack because I'd never had one before. And mm-hmm. I, um, and then I went to the doctor and I got on antidepressants, and like I could talk to people without sobbing. Like it was so bad. Oh, and, like, my and I think just because I'd always wanted a family, and for the first time, like. Really truly putting me first. And I was getting married and I was so excited. And then for that to be taken from me after I'd already experienced so much in my childhood with the sexual abuse and like all of that, I was just, what is going on? You know, I was like, wow, like is this happening? Like here. Anyways, I was very depressed. So I got on antidepressants. And if you take the wrong antidepressants, it can make you more depressed. And that's what happened. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, so I had no idea. depressed. Yeah, and it like made me like like so depressed. Like I wouldn't say suicidal, but like I definitely didn't want to be alive. You know, like yeah. I wasn't gonna actually do that, but I just was not happy. So that's why I moved to Arizona. Um, I moved to Arizona okay. in like 2019, like the beginning of 2019. And, um, I just, I have family there and they were like, you need to get out. And it was like the middle of like winter in Utah. So I was like, I have to get out. So then I went and lived in Arizona and it was like the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. But, um, I went to, I'm just telling you the full story. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Please do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Then I went to Arizona and I was there and my family, um, they're actually, family friends, they kind of like raised me growing up, and so I um moved in with them and I lived with them. And when I was there, they like had this friend that was a doctor, and he was a holistic doctor. So I decided to go to this holistic doctor in Arizona, and they totally screwed me over, it. like so bad. I went in there because I was depressed and I was anxious, oh, and no. they were like, You need to go on this diet and you need treatment. So I paid like seven thousand dollars for stem cell, and wow. then they charged me like, $14,000 for, like, all these, like, I was a fitness instructor, and they'd be, like, teaching me how to stretch, and they'd be, like, you need to work this, like, from the inside out, and da, 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 if anything, it made my anxiety and depression, like, like, (laughs) let's
0: take advantage of you, just, like, a little bit more.
2: Yeah, totally, and, like, stem cell treatments, you do not need that to heal, like, depression, you know, like, at least for my knowledge, like, that's not what it is, but, and so then I finally I just stopped going, and then I started kind of going to therapy when I was in, Arizona, but I wasn't like consistent enough. And then um, I was in Arizona forever. I was there for a year, and then I decided to go back to Utah because my brother was coming home from his mission from his LDS, and um, and then I started going to therapy, like really intense trauma therapy. And I'd been a therapist before, but it was always, like, um, like um just talking. And this therapist, yeah. like, we did EMD. Here. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, yeah. it's, like, intense uh-huh. therapy. And, like, she gives me homework. Like, she makes me read all these books. She gives me worksheets. Like, it's literally like I'm taking a college class. Like, she's incredible. Yeah, in the work. And she, yeah. And she's, like, changed my life. So, but with, like, the, vulnerability is cool, I just – I don't know. Um, I had like, I'd had different friends that like had t- about, um, mental health and things. And I actually had a friend who threw an it's like the events that I throw. And she had one of these girls that I knew from high school. She was like from a super rich family and speak. And she was so popular. And she like spoke about her son that had all these like health issues. And she was like crying. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like she struggles. Like it blew my mind. And so then, um, I actually started throwing this girl and then I decided to kind of do my own thing. And so the way that I've been able to heal through all of my traumas is through like being open. And I used to think it was such a, a weakness. Like I, time I was at her house and I was talking to her and I was like, Oh yeah, I tell you about therapy. She's like, be quiet. And I was like, what? She's like, I don't want my family to know that like you're going to therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Good people way. are just like yeah. People used to be so weird about some people it, are so, some people yeah yeah. It just like makes no sense, so and I was off. like yeah. And I'm like I'm worried about you that you're not going to therapy. You know yeah. <laughs>
1: and- everyone <laughs> could use therapy.
2: Oh totally. I if everyone could just do a little bit of therapy, the world would be such a better place. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and so I think just. Going to therapy and like doing all this work and speaking to other people too that have been through similar things that I've been through, like breaking off an engagement or um sexual abuse or different things like that, has that's the way that I've grown, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just like have always had this like desire in my like in me to help others. I remember sorry, I'm just going off right now. But I love when it. I was <laughs> when I was little, my friend's mom said this is like always stuck with me. It was like fourth grade, and she's like it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And that's like always oh, yeah. been my favorite quote. And just like, I think because when I was little, I just felt so alone. And so I always wanted to like help others that felt that way. And so, yeah, um, <laughs> that's the whole story. And here we are.
0: Hey, well, I I love that. So when do your events take place? Do you do them like once a quarter? Do you do them monthly, annually? How does it... How does
2: it work? So, the one thing with me, we most organized human. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've kind of just been through, like, I've got to throw, like, one, like, maybe every season, like, once a quarter. Um, yeah. But it's so much work. And I decided to do, like, the events all on my own and not do it with anyone wow. else. And and I'm grateful I'm going to make, like, all the decisions. And But it's also really hard. So, uh, I threw an event in September, and then I just threw one in May, and then I want to throw another one. I'm thinking again, maybe in September, just so I have a better for it and make it like the best of it ever. But yeah, where do you Ideally, do your event? Um, so this past one I did it at called Brick Canvas Fitness. I just try to find like a space that's like open and like yeah. and just feels like kind of homey. And everyone, yeah. like, when they come to the events, they come in their yoga clothes. Like, I just want everyone to feel comfortable the whole time, you know? Like, we're all this, like, progress and become a better person, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, first of all. Like, that, I'm sure that will help a ton of people just kind of see the growth that can come from traumatizing experiences. Oh, yeah, totally. And, yeah now that you're able to help people is so amazing. Um, can you talk about some of the different things you do in your
2: events? Okay. Yeah. So this past event, we had, I don't know if you guys know who Britt Lamore is. You see me, Yeah. But yeah. they're, they're so cool. So um, I'm just going to kind of walk you through this first event. So everybody came and they got like a name tag and then we had journals at each table um that my I had my cousin that's just a cute little thing and then um they come in everybody sits down and then we did like a welcome activity and we did this activity it's called stand for your sister it's so I passed out like a sheet Thank of you. paper and it has like different things like I've been sexually abused I struggle with addiction, I've had suicidal thoughts like just a big list and every single person has to check everything them like anonymously and then we crumble up the paper and then we mix them up and we repass them out and then you get someone else's paper and you um read like I'll read it front like I've been sexually abused and then you stand if it's check person does that make sense okay oh yeah like standing for your sister so it was so especially like like I have um been sexually abused like Half the more than half the room stood up and it was just like Holy like cow. I just got the chills like oh, we're so much dry. more connected than we think, you know? Yeah. So I did that activity and I like to start it off like that because then everyone's like kind of in their fields a little bit. You know? raw? yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little raw. And then um I'm trying we had Brit so I have a speaker. We had Britt Lamore, she spoke kind of about she was married and an abusive relationship. Um, sexually, and emotionally, and um, she spoke, and then we, like, oh, we had Lake and Quigley, a local artist, come and sing, and then we broke for lunch, and then we all come back, and then we had Macy Neely speak, and spoke also, she was, like, in an abusive relationship, and she's, a, she was a single mom, um, when she, like, she wasn't married, and then her boyfriend died like right after she got pregnant it was like crazy story but um (laughs) so she spoke and then um and then we did a like sound bath meditation and yoga with a little bit of and we had them like write in their journals and I think the events moving forward I want to make a more of a workshop and maybe just have like one speaker share their story and have another speaker that's like a therapist so that people Mm -hmm. can leave kind of feeling like I need to take to um, improve and change my life and I feel like we did that but I want to do that even more you know yeah so yeah
1: how many people do you usually have attend these events
2: so the the first one there was space for like 35 people and then the second one there was space for like and so I'm like I'm on at a limbo right now like I decide if I want to Huge events, or if I want to keep it like at a lower number, you know, because I love that, like yeah. it's so yeah. intimate and like fun. And so, I think I'll do that, but maybe like throw one event a year that's like bigger with boys and girls. So, oh, that'd be yeah. really cool. That's a great idea.
1: Oh, I would love yeah. to go
2: to one of I your events. You know. you should. We come. I would honestly <laughs> love to do one in air.
1: So, oh my going. gosh, but- we will be there if you do. Wait,
2: <laughs> okay. let's do like a
0: collab. <laughs> yes, that'd be so fun. Yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be oh, that'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, we'll keep it on the secret list. Talk secret. Yes. Um. Okay. So, what have you learned since starting this business? Okay.
2: Uh, I think something that's so cool, and I'm like, makes me emotional, is just like, I've never really felt cool or like super smart. Um, and like, like I never did well in school. I always hated school. Um, my therapist says that like, I didn't do well because I had so many traumatic things happen to me when I was younger that I would just learn to block things out. And so like, like history, I cannot tell you one thing about history. Like I don't remember, oh, yeah. anything. you know, because in my mind, constantly blocking those things out. Now I'm able to like learn better because I've healed. But, um, yeah. So one thing that's been so cool is, throw these events because I just never felt capable of really anything and so it's like my baby like at the last event I was so emotional (laughs) that it was gonna end I thought it was ending before it even started (laughs) because I was like I don't have a boyfriend I I, just this is my whole life you know um yeah I think I've also learned that people are just so willing to help like I we had like 30 sponsors for this last event people just donating tons of random stuff just because like all it took was me just asking you know and then they were so willing to like send stuff for the event and um yeah like people are just so good and I think also I'm really really into affirmations so like something cool to happen with your affirmation cards are so cute they are, I want to I buy I them. To send, no, I'll send you guys some. I'll send.
0: Well, some. I want to put them in my <laughs> studio, so like that oh, might yes. like when my clients come in for their facial, they can just like read it, and oh, every time should. that they have to, have to repeat present, that, <laughs> you know, yes. I'm like read it
2: before you go. Yep, <laughs> say yourself in the mirror.
0: Well, yes. and then like with my daughter, like since she was probably six months old, I've been doing affirmations with her. Like every time we do her hair we will say like, I'm strong. I'm beautiful. That like, is, like You are living my dream. <laughs>
2: <That's->
0: <laughs> so we've been doing that since she was like little itty bitty. And it's just been like one of those things that it's like, it makes me emotional every time I do it. Cause it's like my inner child is saying it to myself. <laughs>
2: you totally. Know? And
0: it's just like, Oh, I love it. So I cannot wait. I want those cards so
2: bad. <laughs> That's so cool. And that That's seriously good. makes me so excited. Cause I just imagine like Like if we growing up did affirmations every day in the mirror, like oh yeah, my confidence would be through the roof, you know. Totally. Totally. I I just think it's so. Right now that you're doing that, I'm like, that's what we need, you know. So yeah, yeah. another
0: thing is um like so right now I'm I'm pregnant with my second,
2: and I'm
0: like mentally preparing for an unmedicated birth because that's just what I would I would love to go unmedicated this time, and. Um, I asked people like what are things like have helped you get through unmedicated birth because it's so hard and someone sent me this like tip that I'm totally gonna do because I feel like it would just like make me like I don't know it would just like help me a lot but it's like recording yourself doing affirmations and then listening to it while you're in labor no way but- it's like you telling yourself like you can do this no. like this is like your voice you know yeah, like, how cool is that? It's
2: really, stingy. yeah, yeah. So that's
0: what I'm like planning on doing. But
1: wait, I love insane. that. I'm like, oh, that's
2: so cool. I love that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, I thought you I feel like that. I need to do that for not giving birth just for every day. Oh, just do it for a daily thing, like you're on your walk yeah. and you're like,
0: you are doing this, you are great, you are strong. It'd be awesome. Yeah, Um. okay. So we have a lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so our next question that we have for you is um like what are some of the most common mental obstacles that you see like with people that come to your events, like what's something that most people with would like would you say? Sorry, stumble.
2: Um I would say the first thing that comes to mind is confidence, but within that, I would say boundaries because if you don't respect your own boundaries, Other people aren't going to respect you around you. Therapy today. And my therapist said, um, she said, people are attracted to how you feel about yourself. And that like hit me so hard. I was like, holy cow. It's so true. Like, I feel like as I've healed and as I have like, own power and become my own person, I don't live for other people anymore. Like, I do what makes me happy. I feel like I've been attracting way better people in my life. And I'm attracted to people that respect their own boundaries and res- like are just confident, you know? And so I don't that really stuck out to me. But I would say boundaries is a huge thing. Like so many people in like relationships with friends, with family, work, everything. Like I would say that's probably one of the biggest issues right now. Just so yeah. pleasers, you know. Totally. Well. That's me. Me too. Don't worry. Me too. It's un-
0: something <laughs> <too. laughs> it's like, it's that you have to unlearn. And it's like just being someone that's like empathetic. I feel like there's definitely a difference between like being an empath and being a people pleaser, you know. But yeah. it's a very fine line. Totally.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So our next question says, how do you know when you should get help?
2: Um... I actually made a TikTok, but never posted it. And it was like, how to know you're an abusive (laughs) relationship. I know I need to. It was like (laughs) like super cheesy, so I posted it. But it was like, (laughs) how to know you're in a toxic relationship. And it says you're questioning that you're even in one. Um, And then it says run in all caps. But um, And I would say, like, if you're, like, questioning, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I know I need help when I'm so in my head and I can't control it you know, and Mm -hmm. I just keep spiraling down and down. I just know, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's like when your inner voice is louder than
0: your actual voice, that's when I feel like you can kind of tell that like you're really like, you're not able to voice things. Like you're in your head about a lot of things. And like, at least for me, that's when I know I'm like, I need to go talk to someone. Because literally, like, my brain is so loud that, like, I can't focus.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. no And, like, you don't yeah. feel like yourself and you, like, you're not communicating how you want to communicate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I even remember at, like, a super, super young age, like, not knowing, like, feeling crazy inside. Mm-hmm. And I I actually vividly remember this, talking to my dad and trying to explain to him, like, something's wrong with me. I have no idea what it is. Like I cannot figure it out. And I tried to explain to him like what was going on in my brain and like just had the hardest time. And now years later, now I know that's anxiety and yeah. OCD. It's
2: that like just make- gives crazy. me the chills. That- Cause I feel like so many people experience yeah. that when they're so young, you know, and you just yeah. feel like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, very common.
0: Well, talking about, like treatments and stuff. What are like, I guess, what kind of treatments have you done? And like what are treatments that you see people doing to help
2: get help? (laughs) Um okay, so oh one of okay now is meditation. So my therapist explained it as like when something happens, an event happens and then there's a space where you kind of process it and then there's your reaction. And the space where you process that, and and you're able to like process it help in a healthier way as you meditate more and more. And does that make sense? Yeah. As, and I've learned, like as I meditate more, like I react in such a better way. Or like if someone like says something offensive to me, or I used to be get offended so easily, but like now, like when they say something, I just like think about it. And sometimes I like don't respond for a minute and maybe it's awkward for people, but like my brain's just processing. (laughs) And then I respond in like a a super healthy way because it's like think through my emotions. Um, So meditation is huge. I just get on Spotify and I just search like five minute meditation or with my therapist. She's like too comfortable with a five minute meditation. So I moved up to 10 and now I'm already too comfortable with 10 move up to 15 she's like i want you to be uncomfortable so your brain is still working you know So, um, for someone who's like
1: never meditated before what do you suggest like going on spotify
2: and doing yeah, like a five on minute spotify, okay. and it's so in the beginning it's like kind of uncomfortable like the first time i meditated i was like i'm so bored you know and like my <laughs> mind would just be racing yeah. But the more that I meditate, it's, like, my favorite thing. Like, I, like, crave meditation, as weird as that sounds. Like, I even, like, I'll go to a yoga class. At at the end, usually they, like, tell you, like, oh, you can meditate or whatever. And I will be there, like, laying there for, like, 25 minutes. And I'll open my eyes and everybody. It was, like, one minute. I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Just because my I'm just comfortable with myself now. Which is so exciting. Because I used to hate sitting alone or being alone or doing anything alone. So, meditation. And then I would say, of course, therapy, like trauma therapy and get a therapist that gives you homework. Or also, like I have a lot of book recommendations. I could send those to you guys, maybe post them or something. Yes. But yeah, um, yes. okay. send them to us and
1: we'll share them.
2: Yeah. Cause sometimes like therapy is like expensive, obviously. And so it's hard to like find the best resources and find a good therapist. You don't want to waste your money. So sometimes even just starting with mm-hmm. like a good book is super helpful. Like there's a book, it's called Healing from Hidden Abuse by Shem And I think everyone could benefit from reading that because everyone has a person, whether that's emotional or physical or whatever, in their life, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, just like an unhealthy relationship. That book changed my life. So books, I love podcasts too. Um, also something that I do is take a one-minute cold shower every day. So I'll like take my shower. And then at the end of the shower, I um, breathing cold for one minute, and I started doing it because my brother was like, "I take every day, so I get the worst part of my day over with." And I was like, "Okay." So I started <laughs> doing it, and it's cool because like I lived in Arizona, I lived in Argentina. That's where I went on my mission. Like I've always been in like I love the heat, you know, and wow. I hate the cold. Like I'm such a baby, but I've like, trained myself to like breathe and like stay in the cold water. I feel like it's Stronger in a way, which is kind of fun. But
1: I yes. think i have actually
2: finding little too things. Oh, you have? Yeah, it's, I I mm-hmm. love it. And recently, also, w- it's new. Yeah, it's the best. And even I just went to like Pal, and the water is cold, and I just got right in. And before, I wouldn't even oh. touch the water. You know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Um, have you read the book Think Like a Monk? Uh is it by Jay Shetty? yes no but I listened to all of his podcasts I should read that hey
0: such a good book I read it in like two days and like something that I just I mean honestly before reading this book I did not know much about like monks in general and like what they did I just thought it was like a group of guys that just like were living in peace, you know, like yeah, (laughs) I had no idea what they were doing and they just like wore robes and shaved their heads, you know, like I I did not know a darn thing, but I learned throughout like this book, just like how awesome like monk culture is and the power like that they have mentally. It's like, it's truly just like a mental power that like they build as a community. And it's so cool because like you're mentioning the meditation, So uh, they did like some sort of statistic, I'm going to butcher it, but they would put, um, you know, like those neurological like caps on people's heads to like see like their brain wavelengths or something. Yeah. yeah, Like the brain activity. Brain activity. Yes. And so um, with monks, it's like they would put it on their brain and like the average person, um, like it takes them at least like five minutes or so for their brain to like calm down you know, just like ease out five to 10 minutes even. And then when they do it to a monk, like they can put them in like such a high stress situation, like in these like mental cap things. And then like a light switch, they can turn it off and instantly go into a meditative state.
1: Oh, wow. I'm
0: like, (laughs) wow, I freaking wish
1: to be (laughs) able to do
0: that. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like you need to read this book because it truly like teaches you like how much power that you have over like your mind and not necessarily like, cause I, I, I very much understand and know that like depression, it's like chemical disorders, like things that mm-hmm. are actually imbalanced, but just like when you are feeling super anxious, it's like just doing meditation really helps you to have that mind control to like bring yourself back down. And Oh, it was just—it's such a good book. You need to read it. But okay,
2: yeah, I do. Cause Jay awesome. Shetty, listening to his podcast, he's even his oh, voice. No. I'm just like, I just die. <laughs> he's, he's so cool. Like, is, is it British? It? I think it's
0: British. But he narrates yeah. the book. So it's- oh no so way, it's- yeah.
2: I really need to listen to that.
0: Yeah, my dad got me on it, and then it all—it also talks about like the abundant mindset and like everything. Just it's just so good anyways okay Yay. so that, that needs to go on your list <laughs> okay it's on <laughs> okay um our next question is how does someone know the difference between depression and just feeling sad every once
2: in a while okay this is interesting and I'm no therapist but <laughs> I'm <laughs> best friends with my therapist now and I would be like so every like the week before my period is health always for me I don't know about you guys but it's just like all the emotions. like and I always if I have if when I have therapy that week I'm always like I'm depressed I'm depressed yeah. and she's like hey, know, <laughs> <laughs> she's like you are seeing these feelings but you're not like depressed you know and mm-hmm hard for me to gauge and to be honest I don't fully know like I I don't know how like therapists or doctors or whatever kind of determine that but um I think I did I don't know and I also don't know if you have depression and if it's you always have depression but I know like fell into like depressive episodes I would say but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like I have a friend that is constantly like just can find. Like, he's done like ketamine treatments he's done like been tons of therapy done like all these crazy things and he cannot
1: like um, find
2: peace you know and I'm like that yeah. is depression to me but like what I experienced yeah. I don't think that like it's full but yeah yeah I don't know I'm not an expert but that's my yeah it's kind of
0: hard because I feel like more often than not like you hear that like people say like I I have depression and like for someone that at one point was clinically clinically diagnosed with depression, I'm like, I don't know. Like,
1: have you have you been
0: diagnosed? Like, is it something that has to be diagnosed? You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question yeah. for our therapists.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, because everyone gets sad. Everyone's sad every once in a while, or they're gonna. F- have depressed episodes every once in a while. But yeah, I think it's at the point where it's taking over your life and you're having a hard time functioning day to day. I think that's when it's like, okay, let's get some help. Yeah.
0: I I think that I want to say that I am pretty sure that it's something that you can have for a season and then it can go away if you are able to fix the chemical imbalance in your brain. Because I know that through, like, diet and exercise, some people have been able to get out of depression, at least for, like, you know, just, like, change of diet especially. Yeah. Um, I think just ingredients, that's, like, what her huge thing was, was that she was going yeah. through depression and then she was realizing, like, all of the crappy food ingredients that she was eating and then she changed it and then that was, like, a huge change in her depression.
2: Yeah. So- oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. So – and. I, on that note, actually, it makes me so sad just get on antidepressants and like anxiety medication, but don't go to therapy or mm. don't start exercising because like it honestly makes me emotional because I'm like, you're like, you're not going to be able to live up to your full potential and you're just instead of truly processing them so that you can get yeah. through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all all is like stems down to one thing, you know, like there's just some processed and worked through you know what I mean
1: for sure I was telling my mom that the other day I've been on a new health kick I've never cared about my health until literally (laughs) this year (laughs) being honest here I've never cared but I've been on a health kick and I have dramatically noticed a difference in my mental well-being it's actually insane in you like yeah just like with your
0: social anxiety especially I feel like I don't yeah i feel like yeah. you just
1: really the last time i had like blossom. yeah the <laughs> last time i had like a social anxiety like episode was at your house like I remember. you saw it happen yeah. to me yeah <laughs> um that was but, I think
0: back in october that
1: was in october and i started my whole health kick thing in january, in january and yeah i felt so much better it's Amazing. crazy i believe the whole food thing how that changes your mental well-being
2: i agree wait so what but, what have yeah. you been doing
1: I've just been, honestly, I'm not on a strict diet. I follow a bunch of dietitians and different nutritionists just trying to learn. Um, And what I've learned from them is to not like restrict yourself because I don't want to binge, you know, and restricting a lot of times can lead to binging. And so like if I want a soda every once in a while, like I'll have it. So I'm not on like a strict diet or anything, but I'm just being very cautious about what I put in my body. I'm very, I don't have as much like processed food anymore. I don't eat out as much as I used to. I still eat out, but definitely not as much as I used to. And if I do happen to go out, I'm trying to make like just healthier choices. Cause I used to live on Chick-fil-A <laughs> in and out. I was so bad. Like so, so bad. Yeah. So
0: well, and I'm I'm just thinking back to like even my own like personal health journey. And back when I was like diagnosed with depression, I was actually also diagnosed with PCOS. And so it's like I was hormonally imbalanced and very depressed. (laughs) So I was just not fun to be around for literally four years. Like it was all throughout high school. I was just like a rock. Like I was active and like would work out. But like inside, I remember just feeling literally like hollow, like empty and every time like that I would cry like it literally like pained my heart like I I carry my emotions very deeply to the point where even um I think it's been about a year now but I get I got a hair analysis scan done and the lady was like oh like you carry so much of your emotion in your gut that it's actually messing with your gut biome like microbiome and like affecting your digestion. So it was just like all these crazy things. And then the peak of my anxiety, I was eating terribly. (laughs) Like I was having anxiety attacks every single day. I was living on monsters and a protein bar and that's all I would eat. It was like the beginning of my marriage. And it was just like, holy cow. Like I didn't feel like I could catch a break. And then once I started changing my diet, so it was after I graduated esthetician school, I well during esthetician school I read the medical medium books. I don't know if you've heard of who that is. Medical medium, Anthony Williams. Oh, I've heard of that. But I read all of his books in school, and I learned how much like your gut ties to your skin, and like that was really cool to me. And so that's kind of what triggered the passion of it.
2: But that's cool. And
0: um, I just started paying attention to the ingredients. I found the Just Ingredients account. And, um, just started purchasing like the stuff that like she, like the food swaps that she recommends. And my husband is chronically sleepy, like (laughs) black under eye bags all the time. And even like his whole mood was able to change. And like my mood was able to change And together. Like we were just able to literally flourish and then getting pregnant. Literally, I, I had not had an anxiety attack for, a year and a half almost to the day from the day that I got pregnant or maybe it was was over two years because that was the day I got pregnant with my daughter Jovi literally like my anxiety stopped (laughs) like it was it was like the craziest thing like um because I was having full-blown anxiety attacks like frequently like at least three to four times a week to the point where it was affecting my work I'd have to step out. I'd have to go to the bathroom and like have a breakdown and then like regroup, go back. And then, but my daughter, so her name's Jovi and we got that name from the word jovial. And so it means like happy and cheerful. And I'm, I swear like she lived up to that. Cause we, we had that name from like the time she was like eight weeks old, <laughs> Yeah, but it was just, it was really cool though to see like just how I don't know. Like at least for me, everything kind of balanced out once I changed my diet. Because when I got pregnant, I cut out caffeine, I cut out like the really processed foods. I went full on vegan at the time, and it was just amazing to see the health change. I guess that happened not only physically but mentally
2: during that time. So that's so cool. Yeah. Sorry, that was kind of that's that's funny because I was just never eat gluten because I like I got diagnosed with celiac when I was little. I don't know. Whatever, but I just have stayed away from it. <laughs> but on this like pal trip, they had like grilled. I didn't bring any food, so I just had to eat it. And my mood was like the next night- couple of hours, or like the next day, even like I was so anxious and like so uncomfortable. Really? that That's it- the only thing that I can think of that was different. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, like I totally believe in that. Like it's so real, you know what <laughs> yeah. you putting- what you affects things so it does have you ever done emdr yeah yeah so that is like the therapy oh for sure that is what changed me like so my therapist does emdr but she pairs it with something called dnms something like that (laughs) and um like those two together she said they work like hand in hand and emdr is hard um for those that yeah. don't know, it's like kind of you just go through um, like a specific event and kind of with my therapist, we'd like rate the event one to 10. And then I would, so I did it during COVID. So I would look at a dot that would go back and forth. I'd have to watch the dot go back and forth and like think about that experience. And then we would talk about it and then we'd rate it again. And we would do that over and over and over again until it was at a zero. But it's really cool because you kind of teach yourself like with the sexual abuse and like things like I would talk to my therapist about it. But a lot of things like my brain would just like would let me process that and open. It so then I could like think about it in a different way, um, if that yeah. makes sense. And so like it was so cool. Like I am like, so passionate about EMDR because it really like it's heavy and it's hard, but like my life so yeah I love EMDR <laughs> awesome. um
1: so what was the other one she paired it with because I'm familiar I've done EMDR but I'm not familiar with the other one you mentioned.
2: So DNMS I'm trying to in a while DNMS I'm pretty sure that's what it's called and I don't I've never heard anyone else talk about it just my therapist so I don't know like I don't know but what it would be and I don't know if this is part of EMDR Um, but also like processing all that, it is kind of traumatic, like going through all that. Like I've been doing all this for three years. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I have personally utilized therapy and I have seen an overall improvement in my mood and dealing with anxious feelings. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that give you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I know with each of my sessions, I leave feeling so much more validated and heard. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to the skin club podcast listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash skin club. That's Better slash skin club. Thanks again to better help for sponsoring
2: this podcast. And then now I'm like, I'm in the best spot. Um, DNMS. So you'd like do the EMDR and you kind of process your emotions and with DNMS. You'd think of like, I'd have to say at what age. So like think of my sexual abuse how old do I feel and I'd say like sometimes I felt like 15 because things happened to me when I was 15 sometimes I felt four so I'd have to like go self, and I'd have my three resources um one of them was like protection my comfort and my like spiritual guide kind of thing (laughs) My therapist was here. She'd be like, "No, that's not that. But <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that <laughs> of my three resources, and I'd like go with this four-year-old self, and I'd kind of like talk to myself and talk to my resources, and like process the emotion. Um, it sounds kind of crazy, but just a lot of like I think DNMS is a lot of like so you kind of like talk to your what younger self. Doing. Yeah, yeah, my sister.
0: She's been doing something like that, but she just goes into the session and she just has like, she sits down and then thinks of something from a season or like just a period or it's like an exact moment from her childhood or something. And like there, I know that she had one actually recently and it was, um, just, just like with growing up. My dad was very stressed out like all the time. And every time that he would come home, he would be super stressed out. Like, and that really affected my sister when she was a little girl and she actually bought our childhood home and moved into it. But every time she'd like walk past the door, she just would remember like my dad's footsteps and just like being frustrated every day that he got home from work. And so she painted that door bright pink and like oh like to correct that and like that's to cool. start fresh and like so she like worked through it and then she's like that door needs to change like it needs to be a happy door like that's it is so not cool. a happy door like her kids I are love so excited that. to walk through the door and like come home and everything and it's just like it's like a cute baby pink on both sides and I think that I'm pretty sure that's what she's been doing but I've been so interested in starting I don't even know what it's called. Whatever that is called, because <laughs> yeah. I've done EMDR before, Um, but How it long was. Did you do oh
2: God,
0: it? I, what was that? How long did you do it for? I did it my entire senior year of high school. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it was lot. just like every heavy. every Wednesday. Yep, it, is. it was. That's yep. my therapy day. Every day. <laughs> yep. So, oh yeah. But every time I drive past that office, I just remember I'm like, dun, dun, dun. It's just like Do heavy. you feel like
2: <laughs> it helps you? Um Yeah. Totally well, different- EMDR, you know?
0: EMDR, yes. I honestly I feel like a part of me did not take it seriously enough because I was a stubborn 17 year old that didn't think I had yes. issues. <laughs> totally. And I mean yeah, I just, I, I thought, you know, I was an invincible teen, you know? So I, I have gone to therapy for, I think that that was like at least a year to a year and a half. And then I went again. Um, I think it was last year I started going again and then I had to stop, but I'm looking to start going again because I am just like, I, I'm having just, trouble finding balance in my life that I feel like it brings up a lot of feelings from the past of feeling like flustered and like I don't have control of my life. And it's back to that time that I should have been paying attention in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, of course. But yeah, I I remember doing EMDR and having it be like I think I was wearing or I was looking, oh, I was in dark room by myself and I was listening to something and watching a TV. And I honestly don't remember anything else from that. <laughs>
1: that was she, just about all and I my remember. experience was totally different from both of yours. Really? I didn't have a screen at all. She had oh, no. little buzzers for me that would buzz oh, from yeah. one side of my body to the other side.
2: Oh wow.
1: So it's very interesting. Wow. I thought that was like the only way. So well, wow, I had I no t- idea. T- when remember. I
2: finished when I finished. Like, when she's in person again, now I do the buzzers. But okay. I did the, the screen. I would tap also because I'm so ADHD. Like, I couldn't focus. So I'd have to tap and look at the screen back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, it's interesting. That's really cool
1: to me. I mean, it makes sense because it stands for, like, eye motion. What is it? EMDR, eye motion, descent. Something with eyes. So yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have some questions from our listeners. I'm pretty sure I think we had worded this as if like you were a therapist. We okay, we didn't.
1: Relay, we worded it poorly. <laughs> we didn't relay that you're
0: just very passionate about mental health. Um, so this person asked, "What did you go to school for?" Or like, yeah, essentially, what did you go to school for? But just knowing you now, what did you go to school for? <laughs> okay.
2: Actually, I went to Utah State, and I wanted to do event planning, which is so funny. Because I plan on doing stuff like this. And then I changed my major to marketing, and then I dropped out of school, and then I got my fitness certification, and then I started working for an interior designer in Arizona, and I started doing all of her Instagram media, and I just like learned from YouTube, but I never went back to college. Me and college, Amazing. not a good <laughs> <laughs> I've dropped out.
1: I didn't even apply, so. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Wait, you had mentioned something. I had a question. Oh, I think okay. I have literally followed you like on my personal account since before your mission. Like no, way. I have no. Not, like. Because we have just mutual friends up yeah. in Utah. Cause I used to live in Utah. And so we just have mutual friends. And so I had seen you in like a picture probably literally almost from high school or something. Wow. And then I followed you. But yeah I know. But no, I love you it. worked at F forty five, right? Yes. Long story uh-huh. short. Yes.
2: <laughs> Are you still working there? Um, so I was working there, but to be honest, the pay is horrible at F45. Okay. <laughs> and I don't feel so bad saying that because hopefully someone hears that and changes that. But <laughs> the pay was horrible. Like it, I got paid like $12 an hour. And oh. at Orange Theory, they get paid like $50 an hour. So I loved working there, but oh. it just got to a point where, and I would love to be a fitness instructor, but I'm the kind of person I start a thousand things and I don't finish any of them. So I'm really okay. trying to focus on just vulnerability is cool now and just doing oh, cool. that. And I just like dropped everything else.
0: Well, good well, for you. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, then then it can thrive. Because if that's like where if you're a super like passionate person about like doing things, then you can put all your focus there and then have it just blossom.
2: That's great. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is your favorite part about what you do?
2: Um... I think I just like love, like, uh, I'm emotional, I'm always emotional, but they message me and they're just like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Or like, I had no idea someone else was going through something so similar. Or, you know, just like when they just feel seen, like I, I love when I feel that. You know what I mean? And so that's probably yeah. my favorite part.
1: Yeah, I think that's so cool because I've talked about anxiety once on this podcast, and it was one like our second episode. I think I had like four girls message me about it, which like isn't a lot, but I was like, oh my gosh, like people are listening. Like it's just very, I feel like a lot of people need someone to relate to.
2: Yes, totally.
1: Because you feel crazy.
0: Yeah. 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 I am. I feel like definitely doing the podcast has been something that I feel like us together have been able to open up, especially to our clients, because our clients listen to these um, episodes. And so it's been it's been really cool though to like have my clients then come in for like their facial and then I don't know, like open up about certain oh, topics yeah, that, like we totally. about. um like it was just mother's day recently. And like my mom passed when I was eight years old. And so I had talked about like how mother's day is kind of bittersweet and the amount of people that I had like in my office. And then also just messaging me just being like, you know, I felt the same way about mother's day. Cause like, whether or not like they didn't really have a mother figure or that they lost their mom or just their mom's stink, <laughs> you know, yeah, just like, totally. not feeling like they have a relationship with them. And so, yeah, it was just, it's so cool to just be able to like open up because like Like, your whole business encompasses, like, vulnerability is cool. Like, the more you talk about it, like, the more that you just get on deeper connections with people. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like not only just in life, but especially just with what we do being estheticians. And I feel like it goes for a lot of the beauty industry. Like, if you haven't cried when you got your hair done, it's like (laughs) – then who's, who's your hairstyle? you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure yeah, I cry totally. every single time I get my hair done. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just so nice to be able to open up to people who are like-minded or just like, I don't know, just random people because everyone has something to share. And you realize like how many people go through exactly what you're going through totally. or have gone through and are also trying to work through it. Because then they can give you such great insight. And that's honestly a huge reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because I'm like, I know that she has like so much to talk about,
2: and so many of our clients just like
0: (laughs) carry this. So, I think that like even us directing them to your page and maybe even giving them like the chance to go to one of your events, like yeah, how cool would that be? Like help a client. Well, I think it's
1: life changing. It
0: is truly. So I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um.
0: Okay. How do you balance mental health and still be present with your loved ones?
2: Um, this one, I just, (laughs) I try to get everything done. Like first thing in the morning, I like have kind of a different situation because I do freelance work. So I work whenever I want. Um, but so like, I will wake up, I will go work out and then I come home and I shout and then I write in my journal. I always write like five things I'm grateful for and five affirmations every day. And then like, I just start my day in that way. Um, And I try to get good sleep. Like I use like lavender essential oils every night and like those. Um, And so I think that when that is like, I don't have time to not take care of myself. Like before I'd be like, Oh, I don't have time for self-care. I don't have time for this. But now I'm like, I don't have time to not do that. Because if I don't do that, then I'm going to be crazy, you know? And it has helped all of my relationships because I prioritize myself and, I feel like when you prioritize yourself, you treat others to prioritize you too. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? And so, yeah. And so I think um, just, yeah, I've definitely had to learn. Like I said, I'm not the most organized person. I've had to learn how to like balance that out and kind of figure that out. But even, I don't know. It's hard because I'm like not a mom and I really don't like, I don't want to be like like obligated to like take care of her see, but like and a boyfriend nothing you know but like I'll always put myself first like if people want to go out and you know be like oh like I I always say I'm working that's always my excuse I'm working meditating or writing my journal or just watching a movie alone I'm like I'm working but really I'm working on myself (laughs) but I just say I'm working you know so of how I find my balance because I just feel like I can't afford to not have that balance you know and not prioritize myself totally yeah
0: well I'm jealous that you're starting it before you have kids <laughs> because it's something that I literally I started slowing down and like making that time for myself mentally like physically I've always been someone that's been super into working out and stuff but mentally I never cared about what was going on up here? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, until I got pregnant. And then I'm like, I have so much shiz in my brain that I need to work through before this baby comes out. Like, and it really stressed me out. Yeah. <laughs> but I just started busting at like tons of yoga and meditations. And I really focused on my mental health during my pregnancy and also my relationship with food, like, so that I wouldn't give that toxic mindset to my children just that yeah, I had totally. had all growing up and so like I feel like now I I'm in a much more willing willing space to give time to myself but I wish that I would have had a lot of like just better habits like writing in my journal every day and I'm um, like really mastering the meditation before the baby gets there yeah. you know so that you can calm yourself down when you need to and Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. And I applaud you for doing that at like this time of your life, just being like, like selfishly being like selfless, because you're going to be able to give your, like so much more of yourself because you took care of yourself first. So, and it's
2: it's all about the little things. Like, I think I used to be such a person who'd be like, I have to write 10 things in my journal every single day, 10 things I'm grateful for, 10 affirmations. I have to meditate for 30 but really, you can just start with breath work, like just breathing, like taking four deep breaths in, four deep breaths out, and then like writing one thing in your journal every day. It's all about the little things. It can kind of be overwhelming, you know, especially if you're like in a bad mental state. Mm-hmm. So just take it like one by one, you know? Yeah. And just like totally, totally. getting to a good spot. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. My phone just exited out.
2: Let me go back to the (laughs) questions.
1: Um, okay. So, I mean, we kind of mentioned this, but this listener asked what your favorite books are for mental health.
2: Okay. So, um, there's boundaries by John Townsend and, um, I don't want to like talk about religion on here, but it talks about like Christ and how Christ had boundaries and yeah. it's really cool because whether you're like religious or not, like most of people from Utah, Arizona, I feel like grew up in the, like going to mm-hmm. church and stuff. So even just like seeing like the example of like, um, and how he was not a people pleaser, like he had boundaries and it kind of, cause I think growing up, we're so focused on like, Oh, becoming Christ-like and kind of putting everyone's needs before you. That's not what he did. Like he really did um, kind of work on himself and, from what we know and this book anyways boundaries by john townsend and then from hidden abuse by shannon thomas and then the next book i'm reading is codependent that's what i'm reading right now um and i don't know who the author is but it's just codependent no more and it's like the first book that pops up on amazon so (laughs) wait i really
1: like that actually not trying to get too religious either but that christ um example too um because like something i remember too from one of my therapists saying like don't let anyone tell you like you're too sensitive because like that's a christ-like trait and so yeah. i love that you said that like like christ had boundaries jesus had boundaries and so i just i love that yeah
2: yeah love, it was really
0: eye-opening for me i love that book i've read that one. Oh, and you read that
2: okay have
0: you, have you read the book the body keeps the score no, but everyone always tells me I need to read it. So it's I need the length of a Bible, but it is worth the <laughs> read. That was yeah. a recommendation from my therapist last year because I told her like when I cry, like it physically pains my body and like my body goes numb. Like it makes me so sad. <laughs> like if I cry when I'm driving, I gotta pull over. Like
2: dang, it's yeah. Because
0: I can't physically. Like my body. Like I just carry so much in my body <laughs> that it doesn't work anymore. But yeah. that book like really helped me kind of make the connection as to like where the wires are like why do you feel it in different places and how to more so like localize it yeah <laughs> and yeah so it's that's a great book so I feel like that, that would be my recommendation for you yes <laughs> that one. um so I, I know you're not a professional, but like for yourself, um, how would you know like when you have social anxiety?
2: Um, social anxiety, I just like Or do you deal with that? So I think mine is kind of like well, actually, okay. So I have I used to be like always wanted to be around people. I never want to be alone. So I feel I for sure had like the opposite of social anxiety. But as I started working on myself, like, even I went on this, like, pal trip with, like, 30. And the first day I got there, I was, like, I can't, like, meditate alone. Like, I'm not going to be able to do my, like, nighttime routine. Like, I just, like, i never felt that way in my life. And, like, I was, like, honestly kind of, like, in a bad mood. because I was, like, (laughs) alone, which I've never felt that in my whole life until now. But um, I feel like when I did that, I just, like, I went on a walk by myself and or like also I just told my friend like I'm just I don't know like I talk like talking it through with someone uh other thing that I do that I haven't mentioned is I have like an Instagram journal I don't know if you've seen that I've posted about a little bit but I like made a private Instagram account and it's called that inner work (laughs) though and it I just like record videos of myself speaking like when I was I recently went through like a really hard breakup in February and like it wrecked me like absolutely wrecked me and I just wanted to record videos and like I just want to talk to someone but I didn't want to be that annoying friend you know and so I just record videos of myself talking and I kind of just like talk it through and then I was able to like process it better and like move on and feel happier um but that's a great idea wait until like now so So I'll keep you updated (laughs) Hmm.
0: okay
2: Rachel you have
1: you have dealt with it your entire life? Entire life, yeah. So, wh- how is well, you, know, um, when
0: you have it
1: For me, I – and I didn't know social anxiety for the longest time. It wasn't until I was older that I'm like, oh, I have anxiety. Um, and talking to therapists and getting medication to help and noticing a difference. But for me, um, it's not just like someone can say, just calm down. I'm like <laughs> – Or you're just overthinking. For me, it kind of manifests my palms will sweat profusely, Um, like wet. (laughs) Um, I get really, really bad dry mouth to the point where I feel like it makes me nauseous and I feel like I have to throw up. And then I get a pretty bad headache and my mind just feels kind of like foggy. Like, you know, like those movies where it's like slow motion and like everything's kind of muted. That's kind of what it feels like for me, at least those are like my symptoms of it. And so then I just like, I'm quiet. I mean, I'm more introverted to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's kind of a, and I've RBF, so it's like a really bad combo. (laughs) So people think I'm just a brat that doesn't talk, but for me, that's how it is. I know there are so many different ways it can manifest. Um, but those are my symptoms that I get.
0: Okay. Um. Okay, Jenna. What are your tips for combating burnout?
2: Um. So, I I experience this a lot because I just one of my coping mechanisms is working. Like I will work myself to death. Like it's not good, especially any yeah. event. I will work like fourteen-hour days and just stare at my computer oh, wow. all day. And especially when I'm feeling anxious that week before my period, all I do is work.
1: You just like want to get it done.
2: Yeah. And so what I've tried to do, at least try to like turn off all screens at like 10 PM. And just like, be like, okay, for the rest of the night, like, I'm not going to worry about Instagram, I'm, um, social media and like my work. Like I'm just going to focus on me and I'll like candle and I'll read a book or like, I'll talk to a friend or, like, go to a game or um, write in my journal and do, like, a brain dump. I just think again, like, kind of balancing, like, relationships like we talked about and also, like, my work and home life is just um, setting aside that, like, I have a date with myself and I'm not going to cancel, you know, like, I can't cancel. You know, like, just kind of, like, I'm my own best friend. Like, I'm not going to cancel my best friend. So, um, I just like really like romanticize myself <laughs> and I'm just like, I have to, yeah. um, yeah, I have to put this time and effort into my relationship with myself for like, I'm not going to be happy. And that's something I've definitely had to learn and I've been working through lately, but yeah. So just really putting myself first, I think, um, especially when I am swamped with stuff because, Even if I'm swamped with tasks and things to do, like I'm always so much happier when I am doing those tasks if I have prioritized myself. You know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Are you like a checklist
0: girl?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I can can see
0: it. I love checklist too. Like just for like the most simple things. We talked about this at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just like make your bed, brush your teeth, brush your hair, like. Every like even the littlest thing it's like yeah. you just know that you're being productive, and it makes you look ten times busier, but you feel like ten times more productive when you can yes. see that you checked off a really, really, really long list of really yeah. simple things.
2: <laughs> totally. Yeah. And sometimes I'll put things that I've already accomplished that day. I'll just put it. Like, oh, just, that's like, okay. Satisfaction.
1: <laughs> yes. Still did it. So you're like I just yes. ate
2: breakfast. Eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Um, I have a question. Do you meditate at night or do you just do it in the morning?
2: So I do it. I actually meditate on the shower and then I sit in the bath and then the water's just coming down and I just like turn on a little meditation, put my phone on, do not disturb, and I meditate in the shower. But before I used to just like lay down in my bed and I always do it after. Like I do any five minute meditation and I'm like out and about all day. I'll just go sit in my car close my eyes and just like breathe and turn on a meditation like anytime I okay. can but I really like to start my day out doing that
1: okay I'm just so interested because I'm so new to this I've done one meditation from the peloton app <laughs> using alita's account <laughs> so it's so new to me but I just I think that's so cool and I like that shower idea that you sit in the shower I feel like that'd be so relaxing too and
2: my roommate my roommate's super into like mental health stuff too and she has like a red light that and so oh, it's just like a red light yes. it's always on it's just red in there and it's kind of creepy but I love it <laughs> and so like it just like sets the mood too or like I used yeah, and like- put that on like oh. facing the shower and it just like calms you yeah I just think like I would doing like the fun things light. like that too yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nice I like
1: okay so we have one more question. This is the last one from our listener. Okay. And it says, what are some tips for dealing with your childhood trauma after having a baby? Being a mom has brought up so many feelings. I'm not always sure how to work through, how to work through rather than shut down. Did I think I you could right?
2: probably answer this better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, i'm not sure
0: okay i i want to hear like from people that you know like i i don't know like just i guess what are tips for you for healing childhood trauma because you you've definitely Um, experienced it dealt with it yeah getting through it
2: i think one of the hardest things with childhood trauma is if there's someone that is consistent in your life that you continuously have to see that has caused that trauma and i think the biggest thing with that is setting boundaries um because there's someone in my life that is like very close that, um, that has caused the majority of my trauma in my life. And I have just completely cut them out. And like, it's been hard, but like, that's what I've had to do for me. And I'm, and so, but also just like really, really prioritizing yourself. Therapist always says like, I, when I was first on my therapy kick, like I'd be like, my friend needs to come to you, this person, this person, this person. And she'd be like, Jenna, no one's going to go to therapy unless they, Therapy, and no one's going to prioritize it unless they feel like, um, like called to do that. And I had to like totally learn that because there's people in my life that I just wish they'd go to therapy, but they just don't because it's not their time or like, they're just not putting that as a priority. And so, um, I don't know. I feel like there's no better time to work through your shiz than right now, you know? And so right. this thing is like, finding every resource you can to work through that childhood trauma and do it now. Like, don't wait. Like, even like you said, like, you wish you would have done it before you had a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to like, you're probably going to be so grateful you did that before like toddlers, teenagers. Like there's no better time than right now to figure that out. You know what I mean? Totally.
0: And I would just say the same thing, like especially just creating boundaries with those people that are still present in your life. Um, honestly, I feel like my trauma is a little, it's, it's weird because I don't remember most like before, like before I turned 18, I, I could probably name about five memories that I have from any time before I was 18. Wow! And like up until the day that I met my husband, like my life is literally a blur. And that's a big reason why I'm like, now because i'm like oh like i'm I'm fine i'm good i'm like i feel great now but then i think you don't remember anything
1: of your entire life like that's your brain's like protecting you yeah and like yeah. that's
0: not healthy either and then i was just talking to my sister she did my hair this last week and she's like so like because i told her like, i don't even know like what i would talk to like this girl about that does that therapy that we were talking about earlier about yeah. like bringing up a memory. I'm like, I don't have memories. Like I'm good. <laughs> she, she's like, no, like you need to remember things. Um, because a lot of like, what when I was going to therapy previously, I was, um, going for depression and I, I felt anger. Like I was just so angry because I, I was in a time of my life where everyone was like telling me, Oh, I like, I loved your mom. I know your mom. I have so many memories with your mom. And I'm like, cool i literally don't remember her i literally don't oh, even know who yeah. you're talking about like and that was so frustrating to like feel like a motherless daughter you know and just like not have any i don't know like any memories of my own it just like frustrated me so bad and so by going to therapy i started like uncovering different memories that like i had not ever remembered before that um and it was just so interesting but that's actually something like Whoever submitted this, you and I both, um, <laughs> we're gonna go work on that together. But I definitely feel like treating your child the way that you wish you were treated is something that I really try to focus on. Hey, because give me the chills. I, <laughs> well, I just I know like how I I remember feeling like the feelings that I had growing up, and it was like I never felt seen or heard. Like I never felt like my opinion mattered, like That even just like my love mattered to people. And so now it's like I get knee to knee like or I guess like eye to eye with my daughter and like hold her close and look her in the eyes. And I'm like, hey, tell me what tell me what's going on. Like really trying to listen to her, even though she's literally not even two. (laughs) And she just like babbles and babbles and babbles. But she's looking me in the eyes like with like her tears welling up. And it's just Mm -hmm. like at least, you know, I'm listening and like I'm trying to work through this with you. And just giving them that instead of just blowing up, just saying like, if I were feeling this frantic, how would I want someone to approach me? And if someone yelled at me, that feels so belittling, Mm -hmm. like, and it brings you right back to your trauma of what had happened to you. It's so much unraveling and unlearning to do, though, because like, for example, when my daughter, this is kind of personal, but like when my daughter yells, my first instinct is to hit. Like just from, just stuff that's happened to me. Like my first instinct is to hit, but I don't want to hit my child, and so yeah. that's something that like I really like. I have to hold myself down, and I'm like, okay, let's get neat and neat. Like you know, just get close and talk, <laughs> because that's that's what I really wish I had received. And I mean, I was also the youngest, so I feel like
2: yeah. you
1: know.
0: You're raised by your siblings, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah, Well,
1: that's that's all you know, and that's what you grew up with. You don't know anything else. Right.
0: Or people, especially being the youngest, it's like, oh, if not that this really happened to me much, but I mean, on occasion, if someone was like, um, I don't know, like your siblings, they take something from you or they push you. And then they're like, don't tell, don't tell dad, don't tell mom. Like, you know, and so it's like, then you just kind of feel like, oh, well, then I have no one to talk to. So my goal with my kids is just have, I mean, I don't want to have like a strange relationship with them, but I want to be their best friend, but have that boundary of also being their parent Uh, because a lot of like the trauma that I've been through, I really wish I could have like talked to my parents about like, for example, like sexual abuse. Like I, I told my dad about sexual abuse that I experienced about 9 months ago, but it had happened 7 years ago.
2: Yeah. And
0: yeah. it was like I just never felt like I could tell them because I didn't want them to blame themselves. Um so yeah, it's just it's so important to work on it. <laughs> like before and just even it's never too late. It's never too late to start going to therapy. Mental health should be your number 1 priority because it can only affect you but everyone around you like you radiate just your aura, just like radiates, yeah. like what's yeah. going on inside manifests on the outside and how you treat others is how you treat yourself. And so you just need to take care of yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. I feel so lucky because growing up, my mom has always been so pro therapy. So cute. And so even when I was like, mom, like, I don't want to, but she's like, no, like, I don't care about the price. Like mm-hmm. if, where health always comes first and I think that's I'm so glad I have a mom that instilled that in me that if that. it has to do with your health yeah, then so. it's worth it don't question it Yep, help yourself
0: yeah I saw a meme literally yesterday and it was like of two parents walking and it was like I should go to therapy and then the other parent it like said it over them to like a little bubble that said like I, I need to go to therapy and then this parent said like I should go too and then a kid in the stroller, it's like, it's literally a stick figure drawing, but it says, I have a feeling that I'm going to be the first one to go to therapy. And so it's like, just stop saying that you need to, like literally yeah. stop saying <laughs> you need to and just like book the appointment. I actually got off the phone earlier today with a center that I had called because I'm like, I need to take charge of this now. Like, especially now going into having a second baby. <laughs> like, yeah. There's so much more work to be done. So
2: and it's even yeah. like even if you just do, did like every other week or once a month or just like mm-hmm. you know even like one could be so impactful. You know, mm-hmm. like ideally and ever- Yeah, and there's
1: online therapy too, which mm-hmm. is cheaper than. Oh yeah, that's true. Normal therapy too. Yes.
0: Okay, but
1: thank you, Jenna, for coming thank on you. and sharing your story and. Just everything. I really want yes, to go to literally. one of your. We need to go. We together. we need so, to, <laughs> like I really I want to so do. much.
0: Yeah. Well, if you host one in Arizona, we'll for sure be there. And then if they're only in Utah, we'll still be. There. We will book okay. a trip. <laughs> I get flight <laughs> we'll benefits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was so fun mm-hmm. to have you on. And then I am Kate. Will you say your Instagram handles just so that we can like shout you out and anyone can go follow you.
2: Yes. Yeah, so my uh, company Instagram, it's vulnerability is cool. And then my personal Instagram is Jenna Jarvis Jarvis. Perfect. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say while you're here? Um, we so I made um, that says vulnerability was cool on it. And we're releasing it probably next yeah. week. I'm not positing one, but it's so fun. So I'm so excited and nervous, Yay. but look out for that. And then we have our affirmation calendars and some little stickers. So, so cute.
1: Interested.
0: Very um, interested. It. Oh my gosh. The stickers I love hats. are so cute. And I want to get one to put on the mirror in my spa. Oh, yes. Like, so oh, bad. that's a good idea. Um, it says the objects in the mirror are more beautiful than they appear or something. Is that what it says? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's I love so that. Cool. I love it
2: oh yes
0: um guys go follow her and then um look out for whenever the hats come out and then whenever she posts about the events that she has if it happens to be in arizona you guys need to go um but other than that that's
1: all we have for today's episode
0: guys thank you so much for coming on we'll talk to you soon Bye. bye
1: Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and leave us five stars. It means so much to us, and we'd love to see your feedback. If you have any requests for future guests or future topics, feel free to DM us or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.